This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Serenity. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Movie Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the lovely Justin Waddell. Justin, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. It's been a while. It has? How are you feeling? I mean, I'm tired. Uh, yeah, but you're not sick anymore. No, okay. I was a little under the weather. All right. Um, so, a, welcome, guys. day or two. Welcome to the second episode of Season 2 of the Movie Microscope. Oh, we are coming hot on the heels of 8 million ways to die. Oh. Yeah, with serenity. <laughs> Folks. So it hasn't been a while. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it has. I mean, you know, a little bit. You want to see how the sausage is made. We don't record these all in continuity. We record them as the mood strikes. So this is episode 52? Yeah. Man, we're crushing it. Killing it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're doing... Um, we're doing... Uh, Serenity today, aka Fish Fail. Yeah. Uh, and it, what you'll notice about season two is a lot of changes. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah, so much has changed. Um, I mean, was, I'm just glad we got renewed. Me too. It was down to the wire. Yeah, wasn't it really it? was. Yeah, contract negotiations. Yeah, but luckily, they're going to let us shoot seasons two and three back to back. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Um, so, guys, if you aren't familiar with the movie Microscope, is it's a show uh, where we zoom in. We watch a film with a set of uh, rugged eyes, and we experience a film. We, we transcribe it in our brains and, and fart it out for you, the listener. So as an example, if we were watching Bunraku, we wouldn't talk about the scene where they matriculate themselves down into a subterranean torture chamber. And uh, <laughs> did you uh, Have you seen Bunraku? I think I've seen pieces of it. I don't think it really went far beyond the festival circuit, right? No, and, it was on video. But it didn't seem to get much play beyond like the people that saw it early and yeah, talked about it. Uh, I mean, let's talk more about the sausages being made. I, I that's why I do that's why I chose Benraku. But I know, but what but what is uh who is in it besides Hartnett? Do you even remember? Fucking no. Don't know. I, he may be the only American. Hmm. Because when you're making a film and you need one big name star from the from the state side, that's where you go. I wonder what that title means. Yeah. So, guys, welcome. Um, we watched Serenity. Uh, it was a film that was maligned upon release, mysteriously so. Film which features the irascible Matthew McConaughey, yep, the divine Anne Hathaway, the 
magnificently jawed Jason Clark, the ageless and surprisingly attractive Jim and Hansu, the ever lovely Diane Lane, the chameleon that is Jeremy Strong, and others. Jeremy Strong from Succession. Yeah. And the big short. And a lot of things. I think he may even be a Michael Clayton. He's that's now that I've fallen in love with him, I see him everywhere. Is he is he great in succession? I don't He is very good in succession. Um, he was really good in uh, The Big Short. Uh, Succession is is just... I know, I haven't started watching it. This this past episode had one of the, one of the funniest jokes that I didn't realize how funny it was until I saw it brought up again on Reddit. Okay. And it, now I can't not think about it. You gonna spoil it? No, no. It's, it's, I'll just tell you this. For people that watch Succession or for you in the future... This is epi- this is the second to last episode of season two, mm-hmm. and there is a, a congressional hearing, and they read an email that one character sent to another character over and over again. Okay, and it's brutal. It's so funny. It's really special. Sounds. It funny. involves their names, and their names in the show are Tom and Greg. That's all I'll say. Okay. Okay. Uh, Serenity came out this year. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. Finally, something, something current and great. Uh, was a huge, like you said, uh, a, a critical misfire. Yeah, um, and financial. People hated it. Yeah, and people were mystified by. It. They couldn't believe it, and I, that's why I had heard the only thing I knew about it uh, before I saw it, and I didn't, you know, that there was a twist. That's all I knew, and that people couldn't believe the twist, and so. Um, but the it sound was, you hear, by the way, is Justin fucking with his mic stand. I'm sorry, I must was move it. So, <clears throat> uh, the the this the interesting interesting thing about this movie is that it has a huge twist, but you don't know it because no one went to see it. <laughs> so you know there's a twist, but you just don't. No one's really spoiled it because no one cares. Now I think we need to establish some ground rules, right? To be qualified as a twist, <laughs> does it have to be make sense in the world at all? So what, one thing I did uh, when I sat down to watch this movie, I kept thinking... It's available on Amazon Prime, by the way. Yeah, what's the twist? Like, as soon as it popped on, and as soon as it popped on, I was like, it must maybe it's a virtual environment. Maybe this isn't real. Cause they Nailed ha- it! <laughs> I did nail it. <laughs> but, I, I mean, it starts off with a kind of um, first-person shark view. Remember? Like, it yeah. looks... And then everything is... It starts with uh, Matthew McConaughey in a boat talking to Digimon Huntsu, and they're they're obsessed. They're, they're they're these guys have taken out these drunken like tourists fishing, but Matthew McConaughey is like like um, Ahab is obsessed with some watery shark or yeah, creature. You know, tuna. It's a tuna. tuna. It's a huge tuna. That's right, uh, and he calls it the beast. And well, he calls it. He gives it a name. And he also calls it Joshua? Justice. Justice, that's right. <laughs> but he calls it the Beast, too. Did he calls it Justice? Justice is his name for it. Um, and so then it already... And there's a bird that appears whenever the Justice is in, uh, in, in, in the area. Yeah. And so it just feels really strange. Like, it feels like... So I, over the course of this conversation, we yeah. need to come up with alternate titles for this film. I think the first one would be... 
Justice the Tuna. First and last. I mean, that's what they should have called this. There's a million names they could have called this. They could have called it his character's name. Yeah, well, I, they could have called it The Ballad of Baker Dill. The Ballad of Baker Dill. Yeah. yeah. His name is Baker Dill. Yeah. Okay, so, and they want you to know that. They say that name a lot in this. Um, and you find out later that it's a, it's a, na- a name that he's assumed. It's a, it's a made-up name. Yeah. He's really called, like, John. Yeah. You know who was sweating bullets when they read the script to this? Stallone. It's like, there's no way he's getting away with that kind of name. It's my turf. <laughs> it's just such a bad name. Like, that's the thing is, like, I... Well, okay, so, I had, we're, obviously, this is a spoiler-laden podcast. Right. It's a virtual world, people. So you're allowed to have a name At like the this. end of the story, uh-huh. there's a news report, and they announce the name of the child's principal. Yeah. And I laughed because it's the name of an actor. But now I realize it's... A twist on that. Dylan Baker? Dylan Baker is the name of the principal. Yeah. Baker Dill. That's fucking deeply creative. Well, they also... The thing is, you know, whenever Anne Hathaway's talking to him about a pseudonym, he says he made it up because he had a teacher that was named Dylan Baker or something like that. Yeah, they... they, Okay. He says it earlier. It doesn't matter. His name is Baker Dylan. this. Baker. Let's talk about the name Baker for a second. Great. You like that name? I like the name... Dill ruins it. <laughs> well, there's also like Dill does ruin it, but Baker also kind of ruins it. And then what does it make you think of? It makes you think of someone cooking pickles. I mean, it makes you think of that. Doesn't make me think of that. I think of a salty fisherman. Like I just keep thinking of Matthew McConaughey coming out with a plate full of breaded, you know, pickle spears. Would have been a better movie. Old Baker Dill working hard on his boat called Serenity. Yeah, you go. So here's another thing. There's another movie called Serenity. There is. A better movie. Yeah. Josh Hate Whedon. to admit it, but yeah. You didn't like it? No, I liked it a lot more than this TV show. I love the TV show. Firefly? Yeah. Um, but anyways. I get it. Brown coat, brown wall. Hey, nice. Um... So immediately, within five minutes of the movie, Matthew McConaughey is flopping around on top of Diane Lane. Bare-assed. I mean, flopping around. Is it long enough to be considered flopping around? They, cut, me, they me, cut to him mid-ejaculate, it seems. And that's the thing that we were talking about. There's a lot of kind of sexual scenes in this. But they're very quick. They're super quick. And let's let's go back to the spoiler. Mm-hmm. The film is about a kid who programmed a computer game <laughs> built around his deceased father, yeah, his abusive stepfather, yes. and his dreams of his mother freeing her of the shackles of that stepfather. So, and it's a it's a it's a game world, and uh, and the, in the characters of, play a series of mini games within the game world on the fictional island of Plymouth. Plymouth, yeah, and. And the characters, Matthew McConaughey slowly realizes that he's a f- computer, or he's a fictional character, yeah. I guess. He kind of starts to realize it. He's a Simalcom. <sighs> okay. It's a big word. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. His father was a soldier who passed away at the, in the war. Yeah, the, the kid that made this up. We right. don't find this the, out until the, the revealing end. Yeah, Matt McConaughey. Well, he talks about being in the war during the story. And Iraq. He died. 
This is kind of one of two Jacob's Ladder remakes this year that came out, in a way. Because he died in a war, mm-hmm. and a bunch of weird shit happened, and it's all bullshit. So, here's what's funny. Kid's dad's dead, right? Mm-hmm. He's a young boy, too. He's not... He that is funny. He's scraping puberty. Scraping it. Right? He is. Yeah, he, he looks very young. I miss dad. How do I honor him? How about I get him laid a lot in a computer game, and he sucks at sex? <laughs> I want to watch my dead dad fuck. That's what this movie's about. This he, kid mm-hmm. is letting his dad get fucking horn dog. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Is the so the one of the games that he that he plays in this, and so you start to realize that there's some gaming elements at a foot before they reveal it. So there's like a character that's always in a bar. He never leaves. There's just. Uh, you know, there's like these like non-player characters around. The game that Matthew McConaughey is playing with Diane Lane, the great Diane Lane, by the right. way, is he finds a stray cat, brings it to her, and then her, her character has sex with him. That's the game. Yeah. And they, they name it something. It's Find the Cat, I think, or something like something that. Something like that. Lost Cat. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's the game that the kid put in the game world, I guess, that find the cat and have sex with the hot older woman. Yeah. And now he lives in a lighthouse during some of this and he lives in like a little carton. McConaughey? Yeah. I didn't see him live in a lighthouse but he he definitely lives in a well, Maybe he lives right near the lighthouse. He lives in this um it's not a it's like a mobile home. That's what it looks like inside, but on the outside it's just a big uh bin, like a huge bin that you would see see on a pier. Yeah. You know, and it's just one of the it looks little, like a cargo crate almost. Yeah, that's what it is, and it's like one of those moments that the director Stephen Knight was like, "I'm making a classic." You know, like the set dressing, I'm tricking everybody. It's just this is one I, of the you ages. Know, I don't blame Stephen Knight for this film. Why? He wrote it and directed it. He wrote it and directed it, but there are producers <laughs> of this film. There are people who bought into his vision and got it made. That's what I don't understand. Like it looks, it looks like they spent money on this. It they looks did, like it had a although budget. Although the effects, and I understand now that it's a computer game, so you can have shit effects because it's part of the game. Uh-huh. But man, there's some really bad effects. But the thing is, there's not many effects because they don't. But that can, tune at the beginning, he can cheat. Come on, he can cheat a little bit because the characters aren't supposed to realize they're in a game world. So he can call things like a, a cat that turns around. That's part of the game. You know, like he has these little elements that. And there's a scene where he's walking and the camera keeps changing perspective. Yeah, yeah, they do that to a couple characters. Yeah, they're like, uh, well, I, let's hit the R, let's hit the R, the R2 bumper and change the, the angle. And he, the kid's pulling like a Matrix thing. They keep showing the kid and he's like typing on the computer looking at code, but it's almost like he's seeing the characters and the code that he's typing in the, in the game. It's Another just, name for this movie would be Shit Programmer. He's actually, actually a pretty good programmer. Look at all the... I mean, he's got a perverted, weird mind. He's got a perverted, weird mind, but he also, it's rudimentary. The relationships, the characters, their their NPC is being generous to a lot of them. He programs his parents very sexy in this. Anne Hathaway and uh, and his uh, Matthew McConaughey, they're both, like, smoldering in this. That's the kid programming them into the game. Yeah. And he's he's 12. Yeah. And, And Jason Clark is a... An ass inspector in this movie. 
He has to check her ass for scratches in a scene. He is, and then he talks about there is a checking the ass for scratches moment in this film. And then he also talks about hookers that you could pay ten dollars to uh, do whatever to have uh, anal sex with, and that's the kid just put that in there. He's got some explaining to to do after the after he kills his stepdad in the real world. Mom maybe wants to sit down with him and talk about his, um, you know, sexual ha- uh, proclivities. I guess. Well, he does. This kid obviously lives in his own fucking dream world because the numbers that Matthew is pulling down for this fish shit, nuts. So Matthew McConaughey is a broke fisherman in this, and his his big thing is he's trying. Like we talked about, he's trying to catch this almost mythical fish. And he and he cannot do it, and he's super frustrated. He almost gets it, can't ever get it on the line. He takes tourists out that he hates to make some scratch, but he's broke. Yeah. Um, but he's also like the town heartthrob. Um, you know, like people. He's always in a no shirt, and usually no pants, uh, and if he has a shirt on, it's usually wet. Um, and Matthew McConaughey is such a dick in this like his character is so unlikable do you know what I'm saying like you do not want to spend time with him at the end there's supposed to be some sentimentality between him and his kid but fuck him he's he sucks in this yeah he's a he's a jerk he has lines like this he um after he sleeps with diane lane at the beginning i don't know not sleeps after he quickly ejaculates quickly ejaculates and leaps into his his uh, dungarees or whatever yeah. Um, uh, she calls him a hooker because she gives him money. Yeah, and he says, a "Hooker can't afford a hooker that can't afford hooks," because he's a broke fisherman. Yeah, they always have to remind you. Yeah, that he's uh, his, you know, anyway. There's a lot of scenes of him naked in the water. Oh, and and there's a lot of almost dick. You almost you almost dick in this, and then they they hide dick, and then there's a scene where his dick is <laughs> tied down. Cause it, they do. They don't show his peep, but, but sug- his his peep is suggested a lot in this. So in the first scene with Diane Lane, when when he uh, jumps off of her into his pants, uh, she then reseduces him and gives him a blowjob. Like she goes, and then that's how that scene ends. What they should have done is just put a clock up and it ticks two seconds, then he's out the door. Yeah, yeah. Um. Everybody at the bar that he goes to calls him Baker Dill. Hey, Baker Dill. You know, they Kinda want you to, The full name. They want you to know that it's his name. Um, Loves his rum. He says this about the fish at one point. Because he almost gets the fish at one point. Yeah, it, it, he almost gets it. And then it, it slips away. And he says, could have sworn he was spent. Could feel it in my hands. There's a lot of like references to how quickly <laughs> my man is. Anyway, I, I I feel like we can't outsmart this movie. It's so weird and dumb. It's hard to talk about. It it's I keep I kept watching it and waiting to feel. You know, you watch some of these movies and you get caught up in the mm. in the Swiss precision of it. Yeah. You know, like okay, I I don't like it, but I appreciate what went into it. I didn't have that problem with this movie. The, like a Shutter Island. Mm. Ooh, this could be called Shitter Island. Uh, or like Westworld. Uh, things like that. Even if you feel like they're trying to be too clever for their own good, mm-hmm. at least you appreciate the work that went into it. Right. Not the case with, with Serenity. 
No, it's just it's kind of um, uh, it's a it's a very flat movie. There's not really any likable characters. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Like the primary thing that's happening uh, is aside from this is a virtual world and McCona- McConaughey's virtual characters waking up to that fact. Um, Anne Hathaway, his, his ex-wife, comes back into his life. She says she has an abusive husband. And wants him to take to pay him to take the abusive husband out on his boat and murder him. Mm-hmm. That's for ten million dollars. For ten million, yeah. And he reluctantly then agrees to do it. Another weird thing about him. he does he's resistant to do it until he finds out that it's a game that he's living in a game. Then he's going to do it. What he doesn't do even then he's pissed off and he turns down a bunch of. Um, you know, in-game bonuses and, and upgrades. You know? He does. Jeremy Strong keeps trying to upgrade his character. The girl over at the uh, fish shop tries to upgrade his character, and he's having none of it. So, yeah, Jeremy Strong plays a, um, almost like, uh, it's, what, remember that? Sort of brown wall. Yeah. Vanilla Sky. There was a character, like a tech support character in Vanilla Sky All at right. one point. That's what Jeremy Strong plays like, kind of a tech support, like emissary of the game. He says he's, he's the rules keeper at one point. Yeah, he keeps the rules. Um, but he's he's a that's a shitty part and character. But he is definitely the one that clues Matthew McConaughey into the fact that he is living in a simulation. Really, I and, couldn't tell. What, and he's not. Subtle? And he's and he's not alive. But they're all sentient. Full on brown wall. That is. That was a slow to. There's a slow burn brown wall. Um, Speaking of seeing how the sausage gets made. Uh, you know what's funny is I think what happened, Stephen Knight says, I have this great first draft. And like, greenlit. And he's like, wait, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't rewrit greenlit. Let's start. We shoot today. Well, what do you, you don't, when the director of Pond Sacrifice has a new script, it's immediately. Somebody good was in that. Oh, yeah. Toby, Toby McGuire. <laughs> That's who you're thinking of. Um, Pong Sacrifice could have been a nice little Easter egg in this. He could have that could have been one of the mini games. Pong satri- Sacrifice. Yeah, why not? Pong Sacrifice would be good. Did you notice at one point um, McConaughey uh, got laid quick? Yeah, I remember that. Uh, dropped a glass of water. Okay. Baker spill. <laughs> nice. And with Diane Lane. Um, do you think the kid that was in this as the programmer was at school and he got cast and he like walked out of school and was like bye bye fuckers I'm, I'm I got done. cast yeah. in a movie called Serenity, Serenity with McConaughey and Hathaway uh, and Hathaway uh, um, yeah this is my time and then he comes back to school and they beat they beat him up <laughs> he, he got bullied yeah Maybe the term Baker's Dozen refers to that one time he, he lasted for 13 seconds. <laughs> um, you got, you know, The funny thing is, is McConaughey, this wasn't made at the nadir of his career. He was in full McConaughey. McConaughey has he a had problem. an Oscar two years in his past. Lincoln commercials knocking it loose. Yeah, McConaughey is a little bit of uh, Travolta syndrome. In that he gets uh, lauded for an amazing, amazing TV performance. Uh, he'll, he'll get like Wolf of Wall Street will get him an Oscar nom. 
And then he just runs, takes the money, and does anything. And then it just it hurts him <laughs> badly. Does it? Yeah. So then he'll be like an interstellar, and then he'll be Baker Dill in this. <laughs> <laughs> I really think he was probably, you know, the whole one for me, one for you thing. This was the one for me. It's like I really feel strongly about this deep thing I put together here. He, he added on to that. He does a one for me, one for you, one for no one. <laughs> <laughs> one for Stephen Knight. I just listened to a Joaquin uh, Phoenix interview where he says, they asked him how he picks his roles. And he said he always, it's always the director. He doesn't care about necessarily the characters, but if, if he's interested in the director, the filmmaker, and the experience in getting to know the filmmaker, that's when he'll sign on. Um, McConaughey of the same? I don't think so. With uh, Knight? Although he has become the muse for a few good filmmakers. McConaughey? Well, he is in the new Guy Ritchie film. Have you seen the trailer for I that? I don't like the trailer. I love the name. I love the idea, but I, I, I'm a little worried about McConaughey in that McConaughey trailer. refuses. I guess he re, he's an American in it. He's not he's he is. That's not doing a Cockney and, accent. And there is way too much Charlie Hunnam in that trailer. Yeah. Charlie Hunnam probably has never really been used well in anything. Uh, I disagree. Like uh, what? Sons? I mean, the, I mean the, maybe the first season of Sons, but no. I think... Undeclared? What's that? TV comedy that he was in. He played like a... He was good in Green Street Hooligans. Kind of made fun of himself in it. And I think he was fine in Triple Frontier. Well, a movie that's on the tip of everybody's lips. <laughs> well, Triple Frontier. You asked me to say where he was all right. Uh, I don't hate that movie. I didn't see it. Uh, it's a Netflix movie. Nothing wrong with that. No. It had a great cast. But yep. not enough to attract any attention. You know what? They, you say that, but I bet you... More people watch that than many of those people's most recent theatrical releases. Well, for sure, Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> he was in the, the... the Lost City yeah. Z, which was well-received. I haven't seen it. Everybody says they like it. Yeah, but they like it mostly for Robert Pattinson, though. Oh, goodness. He's in that beast. Huh. Anyway. I believed him in Pacific Rim. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> What does that mean? I don't know. Sounds it rhymes. Um, so Jason Clark enters the scene. Thank God, chewing up this. Thank virtu- God, chewing up the virtual world. Is he not? Oh yeah. And he's in pink and red. At one point, I was like, "That's just a look you don't see very often." That was Jason the original Clark. name they were going to give him. Kind of pink and red. Pink and spelled like Lincoln. Like and Lincoln I, lawyer. I was watching them on the boat, and you know Jason I, Jason Clark's on the boat, and he's a very um, uh, cantankerous passenger on McConaughey's Slightly. boat. Slightly, and he he'll say stuff like, uh, "Hey, give me the fucking rod, give me the fucking beer." Always saying fucking. And I was just wondering, you think they workshop those scenes, him yeah. and McConaughey? Yeah, yeah. You wonder if they're friends in real life. I I wouldn't be surprised if they aren't. And uh, one of the classic lines from this, just me, you, and the motherfucking tuna. Yep. Yeah. That's he's he's obsessed with... homage to Blow. He's obsessed with um, catching some tuna in this. Both men. Yeah. They're really into getting tuna. Yeah. Well. I mean, Diane Lane and Anne Hathaway. Uh, and then I said, I one of my notes is, this fucking succession dumbass, I reject him. <laughs> His character sucks. <laughs> Well, the whole He's, thing of him showing up 15 seconds late or whatever to uh, every moment mm-hmm. 
at the beginning of the film, the first half. It's horrible. Yeah. And it makes you know right away that it's a game or something because these his characters not making any sense. Yeah. He's walking across water weird. Yeah. He's putting his he's he's cleaning his he, glasses. He, he strange. has glasses that aren't prescription. He's he's got a bunch of like idiosyncrasies that suck. Like they just don't make any. It just they're just for show. They just they're dumb. I feel bad for the actor because Knight is probably all up in his business. Oh, you know, clean your glasses this way. You know, nerd, nerding, nerdingly across the sand this way. Like at yeah. one point, his feet are in the wet sand, buried in the wet sand. Buried, and he's talking to McConaughey, and he's and he buried, did, and McConaughey's not. And then he's disappeared. Like he, then well, he yeah, and he, he he drinks from the bottle, throws the bottle to sea, mm-hmm. and then he's been replaced by the bottle in the final shot. Yeah, no, the bottle rolls back in. It doesn't. What the? I think that was an allegory for, um, for a bottle. So the name of Diane Diane Lane's game, where and her name her character's name is Constance, and so the, the, McConaughey brings a cat back to her, and then they have sex, uh, and she's fully clothed. By the way, during this, uh, McConaughey is not right. He's uh, they know where their bread is buttered. She says uh, she names her game as Catch the Cat for Constance. That's the name. Yeah. Do you think? Okay, now, I grew up and you grew up in the golden age of video games. We've been there for the entire run. Mm-hmm. And I used to play those text-based adventures on my on my Tandy, Radio Shack mm-hmm. Tandy computer, where you put the cassette in and you have to p- press play and load the, the entire audio cassette for 60 minutes before you can play the game, then you type a couple of shits, and then you get this rudimentary horse racing game or whatever. Yeah. This feels like a really early in the evolution of computer games text adventure I mean there it, it does feel like a text adventure it, yeah it, and it's 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 2019 right now yes it is <laughs> who the fuck is this for I don't understand like it in it and so if you think about it it's like it's like a you know, it must be a passion project. For the, like he had like a wild hair, and he's like, I have to get this made. It reminded me a little bit of the first movie we did on the podcast, which was um, what a great choice. Uh, Bad times at the Elroy, and it and it's yeah, you know, this overstylized kind of uh, noir movie, and that's what this is sort of. But that movie is actually worthwhile, and if you had like a passion to make that movie, it makes sense. This doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to. Exp- and I don't understand the actors. I guess they got paid a lot of money because they couldn't have read the script and thought, you know, this is just like. Uh, no, they probably read the script and said, "This is probably beyond me intellectually, but I'm going to trust this gifted filmmaker." Yeah, but what was the? You think that they were like, "Man, this could be the you know 2019's 13th floor." <coughs> I'm not going to say that <coughs> El Royale is much better than this at all. It is so much better. No. It actually thinks about character. It does, but the thing about this has... is I will take a a film that <coughs> falls flat on its face numerous times. Of course you will. Then cause... something that's just... Uh, just that's, but that movie has has its, has its worth, I think. And uh, you didn't like it, but it has its worth. This movie does not. There's not a, there can't be anybody out there. Well, we, we I'm sure there is. That's like naming this as their favorite film. No, no, but it's funny. I was I, I I met with some friends today, and one of them likes this movie. What was what did the, what did the person say? He just thought it was he just thought it was so different, and he, he had fun with it. He was he was in on the joke, I guess. I don't know. I didn't agree with him. 
mm-hmm. but I, I I get but I'm sure just like anything else you know uh, you haven't seen this before well you kind of have characters waking up to the fact that they're not real I mean that happens quite a bit um, okay the passion what else <laughs> uh, what movies tell me talking about the Maytry I mean like Talk- I said the aforementioned 13th Ghost. What? What is some Thirteenth Floor? Thirteenth Floor. The um, is that with our boy, Bierko? Yeah, yeah, Craig Bierko. But they're you know like uh, what's the movie I always reference with John Cusack and right, Better Off I- Dead, Identity. Oh, um, holy! <laughs> it's almost brown the whole house. This actually Brownwall should be going the whole show. <laughs> should, should loop it in the background. Um, that little incel is programming Brownwall right now. They're, they're, the director must have been lost during this because you could tell there's there's certain shots where McConaughey is just in a wet t-shirt, white t-shirt, you know, and he's you know McConaughey's ripped, uh, got a buff bod. Although he's he makes a lot of weird faces in this movie. He does. He start he starts the movie off with like an O face because he's because well. he's uh well because he's he's trying to wrangle that fish in and he's got this weird look on his face. He's too into. The fishing elements of this. He's film. a salty individual in this. But he he certainly must have, uh, you know, l- took in some, uh, you know, fishermen. Uh, <laughs> maybe he had them yeah. stay at his house, explain the the, the sea to him. Yeah. He he looks like he did a lot of studying, and I'm sure Knight was like, "Don't worry about it." Um, you see his little cute shoes he was wearing, little cute like Keds, no. little boat, his little boat shoes. Yeah. Adorable. Do you think that's his natural habitat of the water, McConaughey? I think. Well, yeah, probably. He's probably. He, he looks at home around around uh, the water. He's, yeah, he's a nature child. He goes mm-hmm. out there. Got short arms though. That's the, that's the truth. Got real short arms. Yeah. That's yeah. what my mom always used to say about him. Yeah. I mean, that was like I kept trying to find photographic evidence of his short arms, but I never really could. But. Got tiny arms in this. You think the kid could have programmed? Longer arms? Longer arms to yeah. his dad. Uh, his dad was uh, killed in the Iraq War. Yeah. You know, um, here you want to hear some some, some irony? Mm-hmm. Small arms fire got him. I, I'm i glad that they brought that element into it. Like the the the, 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 the dead veteran or the dead uh, soldier. I was like, well, that's, that makes, that's worthwhile to put this in here. Why not? Jacob Slatter. Yeah, Jacob's ladder, Jacob's, or or uh, Justice's ladder. Oh, oh. Never got to see much of that. You didn't get to see the full fish. No, I. Although it's funny, last night I fell asleep mm-hmm. and I missed the last eight, eight or nine minutes of mm-hmm. it. So I got to reglorify this afternoon, this evening. And uh, so you missed the part where the kid programs himself into the game so he can hug his dad. No, yeah, I woke up to that last night. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't get to see Jason Clark go for a ride last night. That's a good shot. Jason Clark. So when they decide they're going to kill Jason Clark mm-hmm. at sea, Anne Hathaway is the abusive husband. And there's an NPC that shows up that nobody wanted, which is a waste of cinema. Yeah. When he meets, he shows the, up a couple times. Cornfield. Yeah, it's really an unnecessary ad. Mm-hmm. He's like the mad dog Cole. He disrupts the murder plan, and so they have to do it in a way that it looks like an accident instead of just straight up killing him and throwing him to the sharks. And so they basically end up tying him to uh, the equivalent of Moby Dick in this movie, which is Justice. Right. And he the gets tuna. the tuna, and he 
the uh, he gets strapped to the pole, which you know, like it goes into his belt, I guess. You know, to, yeah. And uh, it locks him in, and then the beast pulls him. You want to know something funny? I had an experience not down into like the that depths myself last week, huh? this past weekend. I had I caught a cobia, which is a large fish. Okay. And me and my daughter went fishing off a pier. Yeah. And I had it. The pier was like fifty feet up in the air. Mm-hmm. I had this giant fish, literally. And I was reeling it, pulling it. It was so heavy. I was pulling it halfway up in the air. Halfway. All these people were watching. My justice, the tuna. Yeah. And the line snapped. Did Oh, really? Yeah. So you would almost had it, and then the or, line snapped. Honestly, I, there was a part of me where I felt like the thing was going to pull me in. Did you scream like McConaughey does whenever the fish gets away in this? <laughs> I did not. No, but I did have a, 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 a millisecond orgasm. It would, <laughs> it would have been interesting to see some behind the scenes to this. To see what, how the director was uh, uh, giving direction to McConaughey. Does McConaughey take direction? That's oh, yeah. what I want to know. Yeah. Or does he just exist within the film set uh, as the character? You know. Um, or does Stephen Knight whisper in his ear? You know. Um, you came too quick. <laughs> Every scene you keep you keep jumping off of the women yeah. very quickly. Makes you wonder about Stephen Knight, the auteur. Maybe that's. Maybe he's shedding some uh, personal stuff there. I mean, now, granted, I'm going to say this: it's a selfish kind of lovemaking. I'd say I could. I'm not going to say that were I in McConaughey's shoes that I'd be able to contain myself around Diane Lane or mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway. But in a fictional story, I'd make myself a rock star. You know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. They'd have to pry me off of her. Yeah. She's like, it's been three weeks. You need to let releases. I mean, he doesn't even high-five her on the way out. You know? She gives him money. That's where I thought the film might be fictitious. What? Is where she's paying him. Yeah, well, you know, the uh, Uma Thurman was originally cast in that role, and she dropped out, and they got Diane Lane. Now, Diane Lane is a great actress, but this is not a role that uh, I imagine anybody would covet other than maybe for the paycheck. Here's how... Here's how good of an actress Diane Lane is. Mm-hmm. She had to pretend she loved Christopher Lambert for years. She got married in real life. That's what I'm saying. That's acting. There's no way somebody can really fall for that guy. You know a movie they were made together, right? Yeah. Something to do with, like, night uh, chess or something. Night moves. Night moves. Yeah. She lowered herself to be in that, too. Like, that's how much she liked him, is that she... Yeah, they fucked themselves big time with that, with by, by naming it after the chess piece. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get that fucking rock solid Bob Seger track. <laughs> night We're move. Known some night moves. Christopher Lambert. <laughs> Chess piece. What about uh, McConaughey's night moves in this? Um, I don't know. I say it never. It never. He's never. It's always during the day. Really. Oh no, he does have uh, weird sex with Anne Hathaway at one point too. That's. He really haunches over her in a <laughs> very strange way. <laughs> yes, he does. And he, and we get to see that's... Now, you alluded earlier that we see him right at the end of the lovemaking act mm-hmm. with Diane Lane. We see the entire act with Anne Hathaway. Not any longer. It Very short. Yeah. Um, and she uh, doesn't have a happy look on her face when he leaves. Because she was... I think she was trying to earn some extra bonus points during the um, during that game, maybe. And he... And he disengaged. She's an NPC. He dismounted. She's is she? She yeah. is a D- NPC. But yeah, so he's is he. the only player character. 
and time. usually you're you're rewarded for you know so he I can see what you're saying so he so he what he should be doing mm-hmm. is is getting you know like getting one ups and stuff like that during right. the scene you know accumulating different bonuses I think so he did not no well that's not true he might have got the badge for the quickest dismount yeah 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 he uh he won the still dry award. The water budget on this film. Did I bring it up? The, the water budget. Yeah. The water budget? Yeah. They're always soaked in this. It's raining. There's a lot of water. They even Some of the scenes take place in the sea. Um, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then there's, um, uh, you know, he's drenched. Like, you know, his shirt's wet. Yeah. They spill water, like I said before. I just... The most realistic thing was that shark. Do you think water's ever been more embarrassed to be in a film? <laughs> I, I'm sure there's plenty of examples of water What's, being... What's a worse movie featuring water? Can you think of one? I'd say, uh, yeah. I'd say The Water Diviner. <laughs> no? Well, that's the thing, that that was always such a strange June's title Pirates? for Huh? June's Pirates? The uh, the thing about The Water Diviner is they actually, uh, they actually, you didn't know this, but they actually, um, they, uh, they uh, took milk and they... Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to make a joke where they made milk clear somehow <laughs> instead of using water. What did you say? What was your thing? Yeah. That's a June's Pirates. Yeah. The, um, you know what they say? There's that old adage. Yes. About where never work, never make a movie on the water, never make a movie with kids or animals, never move, make a movie where a child is programming the entire running time of the film. <laughs> It's like another. It's like Travolta and Swordfish. They combined water and children. Or uh, no, as Hugh Jackman and Swordfish. Well, Travolta was in it too. But he was he ever touching the computer in that? I don't think so. I think he was leaving that that dirty work to the his underlings. Yeah, yeah. Whew. Swordfish better than this movie, by the way. Swordfish, barely better. Doesn't he get a blowjob? Like does yeah he as he as he's trying to uh, hack into yeah. something, yeah, Travolta plays a little weird trick on him. I guess I remember there were cool cars in that. I remember naked Halle Berry, and I remember that the scene at the beginning where everybody gets blown up, and it was cool with all the balls. Remember her name in that movie, Halle Berry? Let me think. It's a good name. It's not Jinx. That was in the Bond movie. Mm-hmm. What was it? Halle Dilly. <laughs> Should have known. Bake so, deal. Yeah, bake. Let's get back to bake. We're doing a bad job of not convincing people to see this. I think people are intrigued now. My neighbor back in the day was uh, had a neighbor named Nate Baker. It's not his. And, uh, he was a tough. He was a tough sort. Uh-huh. Um, he's a little older than me. Tough to be friends with. Always kind of too cool for me. Yeah. And I was super cool, so it was like you yeah. can imagine. Yeah, right? he must have been really a rock star. Yeah. Um, How old were you when we were friends? It was probably middle school. You I just said you were friends. Yeah, I mean we weren't really. We were neighbors. We, I'd yeah. try to hang out with him, and he would, um, you know, he was obsessed with other things than our friendship. Yeah, it's fine. Played D and D with him. That's the guy I played D and D with one time. Remember the story? I vaguely. Did he, did he have a fit? And uh, I, I had a character named Hamlin, that was my that I loved. That's right. And I made a character sheet, and then um, I was in a house, and a butler 
That's right. <laughs> a butler came out of nowhere and shot Hamlin full of poison arrows and killed him. And he took my character sheet away. And I go, this game is tough. I don't understand because I had never really played D&D. Yeah. You didn't roll for wandering butlers? There were no dice involved. That's not involved. D&D then. I know. But uh, he killed me with a, a butler that shot me full of poison arrows. It wasn't just one. And Nate Baker was the DM? I guess, yeah. And you, you said he's cooler than you? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, I named him Hamlin because uh, there was a... Do you remember back in the day... Clash of uh, the Titans, yes. When cable, you know, cable came into our lives. Yeah. And they'd have the cable boxes, and they'd have the channel guides on yeah. top of the cable boxes. So, because there are too many channels, how could you right. remember them? And there was no, there was no guide, to, you know, channel guide. And, and if so, you lost that thing, God help you. So there was a there was a network called the Hamlin Network, or like A and E was called Hamlin. It just was are you on serious? there. Something to do with that, and that's where I got the name. Are you Hamlin. not sure? You're not sure Harry Hamlin from Clash of the Titans? I wish. Yeah. No, it was Hamlin from that. By the way. You know, we grew up in the age of VHS, obviously. Mm -hmm. And Clash of the Titans was such a seminal movie. Right. He was in a movie called Making Love. Harry Harry Hamlin? Yeah, and the Mm -hmm. cover of the box was just a bunch of grown-ups standing there. And that thing taunted me and teased me throughout my 10 to 13-year-old You wanted to see it because you thought there was going to be some I saw Perseus. I saw Perseus' dimpled chin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I knew Making Love was something that you do for 13 seconds. And I, I was so intrigued and intimidated mm. and aroused. Right. It was like it was that was my white whale. That Did you ever see thing. it? I didn't. That was your justice. Well, season three. That's how we're starting. <laughs> so that Make, was. So we got, okay, we got making love will be the first episode of season three, and then episode one hundred. Bye, bye, listeners. <laughs> the prince. <laughs> oh yeah, well the prince for sure. I you know that reminds me of any time Mark Hamill showed up in anything outside of Star Wars, I would always get excited. The night the lights went out. In yeah, Georgia. I watched it on TV. And I was so excited to watch it and so sad at the end when he wasn't Luke Skywalker in that movie. What else did you watch? Corvette Summer? Uh, probably. Did you watch The Giver? I did see The Giver, but that was later past that, that fixation. But I did see The Giver. Um, and then I felt bad for Mark Hamill that he was in The Giver. Because, I mean... <laughs> he's only a little bit of it, though, right? I think so. I think he is The Giver, right? But I think he's just the, the man that turns into it. Yeah. I wish they would not use that title. Because yeah. that was what they were going to call the crying game. It's a shame. <laughs> so, do you... Jason Clark, by the way, we didn't say this. At one point, Digimon Hansu tries to... He doesn't want his friend to murder him. He uh, doesn't want McConaughey to murder him. That's uh, very... hires, hires thugs, and they beat him <laughs> and break his hand. They beat the Jason Clark's hand. The bloodiest hand, yeah. bloodiest and crime he is, scene. He is just destroyed by it. And he is, uh, he, at this point, he's been like a tyrant. That's actually the dumbest part of the entire film. <laughs> what a weird tangent. So he's in the bathroom. There's the blood everywhere. Um, and the, the bathtub is full of water and blood. Yeah. And he looks like he's murdered. Yeah. And there's blood on the sheets everybody. Really, he just got beat up and broke his hand. Anne Hathaway, um, that's when he's supposed to go on the boat and get murdered. So she's trying to, like, pep talk him into, uh, you know. The, and she knows... She learned this in medical school. The yeah. best way to make sure somebody's grip's okay is to have them grab you by the neck. Grab you by the neck, yeah. And Squeeze. so, yeah, so she, he, he, she keeps trying to get him to leave to go on the boat, and he goes, baby, my hand's broke. <laughs> he says it over and over again to the point where he became my favorite 
character in the movie because I felt bad for him. He's he actually, my favorite character in the movie. He looks too. hurt, and he doesn't want to go. Yeah. Um, and she makes him go to get murdered. You mentioned this before we were recording. Mm-hmm. He's the only guy who's sort of hamming it up and in on the joke, really. Yeah, he and, definitely is hamming it up. And it's fun to watch. Yeah. And actually, Jason Clark's one of those guys who I don't think he's reached his potential yet. He's well, one of those guys who get all the hype. And he's been in a lot of movies. He's had a lot of chances to become a star, and he's never done I'm gonna it. I'm going to lay it out for you like this. That Matthew is fucked Mc- up. Matthew McConaughey, always the same in movies. He plays McConaughey. Anne Hathaway, similar. Digimon, very always playing that character. Jason Clark, v- varied. <laughs> he you is. He's not like the character from Pet Cemetery from this year. He's not like the character... From Terminator, really? Like he, he changes I, there, it up. Maybe he's allowed to change it up because he's not a big movie star. But he, his work in Black Hawk Down is so. I'm not in Zero Dark Thirty is mm-hmm. so fucking good. You loved it. I watched that. I watched that movie again this week. That mm-hmm. is one of my favorite. That movie. I don't know why. That's like a comfort movie for me. This is very strange. Thing it is. It is strange. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I turned off before the raid. I don't. I don't care about the raid. Mm-hmm. But the character work on that. There's a raid in that. Spoiler. I don't... What? The uh, character stuff in that yeah. is astonishing. I mean, between Jessica Chastain, Jason Clark, um, uh, Jeremy Strong in it. Is he? Yeah. Um, Sup- Kyle Chandler. I mean, there's a, uh, Peter Quill in it. You know, Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gandolfini. Yeah, who's the, who's the one that gets blown up? Jennifer Ely. Mm-hmm. Um, some beautiful blonde actress. I don't remember her name. Um... It's just so good. So yeah. good. Uh, w- uh, makes me want to watch this instead of Serenity. It was a tough set. It was a tough set to watch this movie. I started watching it late. I stopped it, continued it when I got home from work. It's it's a tough one. And you, you know that it's going to have a terrible ending. Like You know that whatever, however they're going to explain this, it's going to be bad. And no one's going to act normally. And yeah. that's exactly what happens. Although... Does not disappoint. There's something about this movie that I wish I could move around in time. Mm-hmm. And I would love to be there, A, at the first test screening, B, at the premiere. <laughs> do, you, do you think they had a premiere? Yeah. There was a story about the actors being hung out the dry by the studio. Like the studio, like they went on press for it, but then the studio didn't support it. And so they looked kind of silly because it was such a huge bomb. Yeah. And McConaughey and Hathaway were pretty pissed about it. But um, Jeremy Strong probably okay about it. <laughs> Thrilled. So you do, do you hate him now because of this? It's only the only thing I re- remember him from. I don't hate him, no, because okay. I know he, I know he's amazing in Succession. But. Okay, just making sure. I don't want you to go in there with a. He's one of those guys that's been acting for a long time, but it's always been in the background stuff, basically. Yeah, yeah. No relation to Mark Strong. Sorry. Uh, also in Blackheart or mm. in Zero Dark Thirty. God damn it! You like it so much you can't remember his name. <laughs> Blackhawk 30? It's great. Um, Blackhawk Down, also a good movie. Yep. A little, a little bit disjointed in terms of what's going on, on the fr- in the frame sometimes. But Oh, for movie. God's sakes. Really? Zoom, oh. zoom in. Is that, is that a film zoom Twitter? Way Did I just film Twitter? <laughs> um, yeah, so, I, I felt the same way about this serenity. There's too much busyness within the frame. Too much business, Jeremy Strong wiping his frames. 
You know what I feel bad about? Worrying over it. Is over the them. people who had booked a vacation at this island that had to cancel because they were filming this turd. Because it's a beautiful location. It is. Where Where do you think it is? Uh, the real place? Yeah. I have no idea. If yeah. you stay through the credits, it said it was filmed near the sea. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's why McConaughey did it. Maybe he wanted to have a little, take his family on a little vacay, like a, a scenic filming environment, like, you know, location. Like I, The miracle of this They film. use a lot of uh, real real world sets here. It's not like they, they weren't shooting this in the studio a lot. Uh, studio there, this a lot. film does have value uh, as, a, mm-hmm. as a sex ed film. Yeah. Kids, even if you just, just the tip, you could still make a baby. Did you, did I ever tell you that I took a sex ed class in high school and they showed a full on, they showed a porno? No. So I went, I took a college course, a sex ed, and I, I did it as an elective or something to, to kind of save some time in my senior year. That's why you did it, yeah. Okay. Well, I did. I, like, I think I did this for driver's ed and I did this for sex ed, all the eds. And uh, the teacher was insane. This is a college but we watched one of those educational pornos, but it just was... A um, porn? It was just a porn. Was there penetration? Yes. Holy shit. Yeah, and it was... Uh, and then what was the sex ed class like? <laughs> but it was like one of those things where they, they, they even have like... The setup was like uh, these teenagers that are after a sock hop, they're in a convertible. Oh, like no. It was... Yeah. Um, and it was... We watched the whole thing. It was like a... Probably a sixty-five. Come on face too. Sixty-five minute porn. I think. Please tell me there was weird, kinky think, shit in it. I think that like on I, I think on her. I don't think face. But he pulled out and dropped it. I think he did. Oh yeah. my god. I think so. But I just remember thinking. Um, did he spit on it? I just remember thinking the college was great. This is this is what they do. This is so different than high school. Um, Although in high school or middle school, I had a teacher, I might have brought this up before, that would once a year show us pictures from his vacation to Hawaii as a slideshow. And he'd sneak in these uh, nude Hawaiian women, like bare-breasted Hawaiian women. And he'd go, oops, that wasn't supposed to be in there. That was his big joke. Oh, my God. We were in, uh, we were in like seventh grade. First of all, they should not teach sex ed in, in college because if you haven't figured it out by then, you're lost. Well, I was in high school, so it was at the college, but it was with... I don't yeah I don't know why it was a it might have been like a sexual health type course you know it wasn't maybe it wasn't sex ed but like a, my I, sex ed class was where it was in this guy's van I don't know why I brought why did I bring it up is there any reason I, I said that this film could be a sex ed hmm. tool letting people know that you don't have to get it on for a while to make a child because he barely got it this in. is a guy that uh, the teacher got mad at me because he uh, he said that gay couples shouldn't adopt and I argued with him in class and he had to talk to me after class and tell me why I was wrong this was this so was you were, this was a you, long were time ago. you were all about social justice back then man you're a pioneer I, I this is like the early early 90s yeah well I mean that's not that long ago and also you know I'm a good dude yeah, but, but I, you laid it all on the I line. Fucking cave to this guy, <laughs> and I said, "You're right." <laughs> no, um, he's also he's just a strange, a strange man. Yeah, well, that's all right. I had a coach in my high school who would date a different student every year, and that, and that was acceptable. Like the, people didn't make a stink about it. Mm-hmm. Not even his wife. Seriously, he ended up leaving her for one of them 
the last year I was there. Sounds like a good decision maker. Was he like a what kind of he was teacher? A coach. He was a coach. Coach, yeah. 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 And uh, I, I hang out with my high school compatriots from time to time now, and uh, they give me updates on him. He's still married to that one. Oh, he is? He has a, I think he has a total of seven children mixed between hmm. ex-students and wives. I'm sure he's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, he sounds like a cool guy. I'm yeah. sure he's just doesn't, isn't a weirdo. Not at all. Mm-hmm. He, you know, I mean, he was, he was an athletic individual, but he had the mustache that made you wonder mm-hmm. a little bit. So if you were in Serenity, mm-hmm. what, would your, what, what, what shape would your experience take? If I was in it, if I was I mean, a, you're an NPC. That's all you can be. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could be in the real world with the kid if you want. That's that's as far as no, it goes. No, no, no. Um, I would, and you know, the kid at the end murders the stepdad. Did we talk about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't, but yeah, that's what happens with a knife. Uh, I guess I'd be chasing those cats around the whole time, trying to get a chance with the old I mean, spirit. Diane Lane, at least spend some time with her. She's, I, you know, at least talk about outsiders or something. Uh, no, I, what character would I be? I, you know, what about you? I, I'll have to think about this for a minute. You know? I'm a skin diver. Okay. Yeah. What is that? That's sort of like you skin, you dive in the nude? No, I wear clothes. Okay. I wear a full, full polka dot suit. Right. In the water. But I'm snorkeling around under the boat, and I'm, 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 I'm communicating with the fish. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind of – because, I mean – he hooks everything. He gets, he, you know, there's like a little click, click as the bait starts to get yeah, taken. Yeah, I like that. That's me. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, I'm hooking everything. Mm-hmm. I'm under the boat constantly. Because, I mean, re- I mean, if you've been fishing, there's a lot of downtime, you know? There is. Sometimes you don't catch dick. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm basically the fish wrangler, skin diving out under the, under the boat and uh, setting up, setting up fish, you know? Okay. All right, it's your turn, Lionel. You don't call it justice. No, well, the, he never catches justice. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. Doesn't. Um, I guess I would be, I'd be in my own, I'd be playing my own game. And I'd be one of the games, like a side game that McConaughey has nothing to do with. And my character is just trying to uh, win that game. And that game would be trying to um, put truck nuts on, uh, on McConaughey's boat. That's my game. Okay. And so I try to sneak up a lot, try to get them on the, uh, you know, the license plate area of the boat. Yeah. I don't know where that is. And just, you know, that's my game. That's what I would do. And um, that could have been, and that could have been a great, like, final scene, post credit scene, is that my character finally gets the truck nuts on the boat. So the boat goes off with the, the father and son are reunited hugging, and the boat goes into the sunset, and there's a set of balls on the back. A huge, a huge pair of danglers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then the fish comes out and bites one, and that's no, how... I, I, no, no. The the a, a heart, the it zooms to a little heart, you know, like in, the, in old movies where it'd go to a, right. it would fade into a circle, little heart right over the balls. But I just thought it'd be nice if the if the and then that that's finally what gets the fi- the fish. It hooks the fish. It the it. Well, first of all, you have to talk to me if you want to hook the fish. So I'm the, I'm the, I'm the connective tissue there. You don't hook a fish without me helping. Mm-hmm. Polka dot Nick down there. Is that your that's your character's name? <laughs> yeah, the skin diver. Yeah, he's a guy. Maybe you'd always be disrupting. I'd be almost be able to hook those nuts onto the ship and uh, 
and then you'd somehow intervene. No, I, I would just you'd say, look, there's a protocol. Obstacle. There's formalities, yeah. and if you don't participate, by the way, that's a term that's kind of gone by the wayside. A skin diver. Yeah, you heard about it in the '60s, mm-hmm. but you know, that, you know, it's coming into back into fashion. Skin walker. <laughs> you hear a lot of skin walker. Yeah, yeah. Skin mm-hmm. diver, not so much. Yeah. Skin flyer. Huh? Well, I mean, skin divers just taking on a different meaning these days. You know. Yeah. Uh, I'm more. I'm all for it. Yeah, me too. Skin dive. I mean, just go ahead, do it. Skinwalker. What's that mythical? Uh, yeah. Creature. <coughs> that good. that house where the fucking was that the Skinwalker? I don't know. There's a movie called Skinwalkers. Well, there's a movie, but there's also like this. This, this I actually there's a audio uh, an audio book I have. I'm going to be getting in a couple of weeks. It's about a a compound where there was some sort of uh, they found all these flayed animals or whatever. I think it's called Skinwalker. Wow, it sounds like a great read. Skinwalker Ranch or something. That's great. Is this a real story? Yeah, it's a real story. It's it's one of those. It's either cryptozoological thing or it's some weird unexplained mm. phenomenon or whatever. whatever. Look it up. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah. So you're in charge of uh, building some sort of a uh, spinoff, uh, an, an economic venture to capitalize on on Serenity. Mm-hmm. Could be a theme park, could be right. a restaurant. There was no game tie into this, by the way. Miraculously. I so, think that would have spoiled the film. Um, and the film didn't want anything stealing its thunder about spoiling people's afternoon. Right. So what would you do? I think what I would do is sort of a, a Chuck E. Cheese sort of thing with animatronics. Mm-hmm. By the way, they've done away with those at Chuck E. Cheese. Did they really? Get rid of they've them. done away with the animatronics. Why? Tell me about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm outraged. Mm-hmm. But here they are back. Animatronic characters. I got a little animatronic bartender. I got a little animatronic lady at the bait shop. It's like a, a like a low-rent Westworld kind mm-hmm. of thing for people they go to. They go to this little fake island in the middle of their, you know, their, their suburban town. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the, all the machines are broken. They all, they're all fucking malfunctioning and hot-wired. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're like jittering out words, getting half sentences, and then sputtering and coming to a complete frozen stop. And then you go to and you try to communicate with the bartender. You know, he fizzles out, and you just go from one place to another, getting disappointed. Okay. Then you go home. That's your idea. Yeah, it's not bad. So, and they say it's the actual closest someone has ever come to replicating the cinema experience. <laughs> Well, what I would do, I would sell these model kits, the Serenity model kits, with a picture of one of the famous scenes from the film. So it would be, uh, there's a scene of Jason Clark in the bloody bathroom, sitting down, you think he's dead, you know, the broken hand. Mm-hmm. There'd be that scene uh, on the cover of the box, or there'd be um, McConaughey, you know, doing the, uh, you know, fishing off of his, uh, off the Serenity, the boat, you know, struggling with the, with the fishing line, with Digimon Huntsu in the back. Um, maybe you know steering the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, I find him so much more interesting than Beyblade Hansu. By the way, <laughs> am I always saying his name wrong? Yeah, Digimon. <laughs> is it Jimon? What is it? It's not Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a Pokemon. Jimon. Jimon Hansu. And then um, uh, I w- or the with the other scene, the kind of the classic scene is when. Um, uh, Anne Hathaway is getting haunched over by McConaughey <laughs> in the in his his trailer, whatever. Yeah. So those the just picture a model box 
with that picture on it, right? And then it comes for you to put together. You open the box up and it, every every single one is just, uh, you make the kid in front of his computer. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty great. And you just... And the tagline on the yeah. box is, the glue dries faster than he comes. <laughs> kid had a wild imagination, didn't he? He was a dog shit child. I feel bad that he had lost his fictional father in the mm-hmm. fictional war. It drove him apparently film. drove him to to uh, to uh, to per, like milf porn. At least he covered up his tracks by yeah. explaining everything in a video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, the happy ending uh, is he's remanded back to his mother's custody, and he gets to reprogram the game. And I love the scene where McConaughey is standing there as the game reprograms around him. It's supposed to be some like just therapeutic moment. I fast. That's the only part that I fast forwarded through. What did it become? It never finishes. It's yeah. just all these fucking I fast polygons the moving around. Part him. where the kid the kid enters the game and runs towards his dad. Yeah, his virtual dad. And then McConaughey kills him <laughs> in the end game. Yeah, he hunches over the kid for a few seconds. All right, it's pretty good. And then what? Uh, and then so we have an island. Yeah, it's not, it's not Plymouth, our island. Unfortunately, could you take the whole Plymouth Island you, to your island? But you get to pluck one little thing from this film. You're right. Yeah, you do. And, I, and you can't do something practical. You can't say I need that fishing pole so I can catch my own meals. You that's can bullshit. say that. That's actually. bullshit. You can say it. You'd just be disappointed if I did. It's bullshit. Yeah, but. You can take nearly anything else. Mm-hmm. So there's some pretty choice things out there. What would you take, you think? I would be pretty... I mean, neither of us was too enamored of the film. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing that has a real emotional connection to me. Mm-hmm. The Fish Finder, irrelevant. Adorable in the movie. But yeah, he irrelevant. opens a briefcase. There's a tool called the Fish Finder. It's that, ridiculously uh, rudimentary. Trying to give it to uh, the McConaughey. It's a, it's a MacGuffin. Yeah. Yeah. You can't take the boat. It's bullshit. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. I don't want to leave my island at this point. It's got it's stock full, chock full of great stuff. Yeah. Um. What would I take? I mean, if you, you know, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm taking McConaughey's Merkin. The he, Merkin he swims with. Okay. Because I think that's important. Uh, <coughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on my person. Mm-hmm. When I'm swimming, so that my my mer- I protect everything from uh, you know sand fleas and mm-hmm. suckerfish and all those other treats in the night. Right. So I got the merkin. That's my that's my prize. It's your but bonus I, item. Yeah, but I'm gonna gift you something. Okay. Well, you gifted me the image of you in that merkin. <laughs> I already got that loud and clear. <laughs> um, no, uh, it's not. It's not special. There's plenty just like it on your current island. Mm-hmm. But I'm giving you the film used log that they sat on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a little seat I'm giving you right there at that's the. That's actually a very sweet at gift. the cusp of your island. You get a little little log seat. It's a very sweet gift. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and you know that there's been two famous asses on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna give you a gift. I think equatable. I'm gonna give you. Um, Anne Hathaway's uh, whip, uh, uh, back whips, her, her her back welts. Okay. Yeah. That Jason Clark had uh, whacked her with his belt. Yeah. I'm going to allow you to have those welts for your back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's, thank you. Yeah. 
So you're just like, you know, is that a sunburn? I'm like, ah, is that a sunburn? No. Yeah. That's a little um, transplanted uh, back welts. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Another better title for this film. <laughs> Enjoy. Uh, I honestly, I take the I'd take the fish. No, I take the bird. I take so the 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 beast, the fish that Justice is. We he's he's connected. I think I think Jaman Huntsu calls it a frigate, okay. the bird, some kind of bird. Um, he's always in the sky, uh, hovering over the fish. I would love to have that guy on my island. Okay, that little that bird. He, he's always he looks so uh, peaceful. He's always maybe he could tell me where the food be. Yeah. Um, you know, he looks like a kite almost, like a like a, a, a he's just hovering in the old. Uh, let air. me tell you something about seabirds. They're assholes. I don't care. This one didn't look it. They all they care about is themselves. And he also flew over land, which uh, Jamon Huntsu said that wasn't possible. That they only fly over water, and that's another tip off that maybe this is a a, a movie that's breaking the rules. Reminds yeah, me of when I saw this reality. movie. I was halfway through the movie and I said frigate. <laughs> so I'd take that little bird. Why not? Yeah. But you, what do you? Oh, you already took the merkin. <laughs> of course. <laughs>